Welcome back to the New St. Thomas Institute. We continue our study on how to properly pronounce Latin, in particular, Latin prayers, Latin words, and not just using the classical pronunciation, but the ecclesiastical pronunciation, the church pronunciation of Latin. Now, it's really important that you take one unit before you begin this one, and this one is how to pronounce ecclesiastical Latin. We've already done that unit. Sometimes in New St. Thomas Institute, the order of your units that you follow doesn't matter. You can go out of order. This time it's important because you have to go through my Ten Commandments on how to pronounce Latin before you get into actually pronouncing a Latin prayer. And today we're doing the Paternoster, the Our Father. Now, you'll notice if you study the Latin Vulgate, you'll see that there actually is a difference in the text than the one we use in Mass, and that has to do with give us our daily bread or give us our super substantial bread. That's what it says in the Vulgate. In fact, if you go to Jerusalem and you go to the church of the Our Father, you'll see that actually the Vulgate version there is in Latin, give us this day our super substantial bread. And actually in the Greek, it's closer to super substantial. However, understanding something as overabundance of substance can also be understood as daily, always there for you. So it's true that the Mass, the Eucharist, is always there for us every single day, but there's also this mystical reality that the bread that we receive is not substantially bread. It's been transubstantiated into the body, blood, soul, and divinity. So again, if you're looking at the Vulgate, you'll see that one difference in the Latin word. Today, we're going to use the liturgical Latin prayer, the one that's used in the Latin Mass, that's used in all the liturgy, the divine office, going back to the earliest days of Roman Christianity, the Pater Noster. So there's a worksheet that's included uh, in your, your student membership with New St. Thomas Institute that gives you the pronunciation. It also gives you the prayers that we're going uh, through. I'll put that on the screen. You can see it there. Page one has this guide to the Latin rosary. These are the prayers that you'll need in the rosary. And if you you scroll down to the, the next page, you'll see the pronunciation key. That's what we went through in the previous lesson. So I'm assuming you've already got done this lesson with me, the Dr. Marshall's Latin Ten Commandments. Now we're going to actually work on our first prayer, and that is the Pater Noster. Now, technically, we did our first prayer uh, in the lesson on how to pronounce. It was the In Nomine Patris et Filii. It's Spiritus Sancti. Amen. The sign of the cross. So now that we've learned that and know that, we will begin with the Pater Noster. So first I'll pray it all the way through. I'll try to keep it at a good cadence. And then we'll go through the whole thing talking about the pronunciation of each word and translating each word. So this is going to build up your vocabulary. It's also going to help you as you pray it to know what you're praying. And it's really not that hard. I mean, we're looking at just maybe, what, 40, 50 vocab words here. Okay? So, to pray the prayer all together goes like this. Pater noster, qui est in celis, sanctificeter nomen tuum, advenia regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie. Et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenas inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Okay, so if you're from France or Italy, even Germany, 
the UK, you'll notice that my Latin accent is a little different. It's the American. It's the Texas version. Everyone's going to have a little bit different pronunciation of Latin. It's a dead language. It's a universal language. And, you know, when I hear French priest, same ass, I hear it a little, has a little bit of a French flavor. Uh, Italians, the same way. Germans have a very particular uh, way of, of speaking Latin. So don't let that bother you and don't let it be an obstruction. So the first line, Pater Noster. Now we discussed, and I'm not going to do every accent along the way, but we discussed in the previous unit that usually the accent is on the second to last syllable. And of course, that's the case for both of our words here, Pater Noster. So that A on Pater is not going to be short. It's going to be a long Latin A. We've discussed what that means already. So make sure you've seen that previous unit. It's not pater with a short a. It's a long a, pater, pater. Same with noster. It's a long o, noster. Not noster, noster. So pater, noster. Pater means father, like paternity. And noster means our, our. You may be familiar with maybe the French, Notre Dame. That's our dame. Our Lady, Dom is actually shortened from the Latin domina, meaning a, a lady mistress, uh, the lady who's in charge. So here we have pater noster, father are, and you'll notice right away, Latin has a different word order. Often the adjectives will go after the noun. The modifiers go after the noun. So we have father are, pater noster, qui, s, in, celis. Qui means who, S means uh, you are, in means in, and chalis means in the heavens. We actually have a plural here. Notice that A-E diphthong. We talked about that previously in the pronunciation. When you see the A-E together, it becomes not two vowels like A-E, but A, sounding like an A-Y sound. So we have who are in the heavens. Also notable in Latin, there is no definite article to know the, like we have, there's certain things in Latin you can do to, to specify, but there is no the. So we supply in English our own these where it makes sense in the Latin. So, so far we have father are, who, really you are, who is, who are in the heavens. Now, the next word is a little bit hard because it's a long word. Sanctificetur. Sanctificetur. It's a passive word that you are on the end tells you it's passive. And that C sound, notice that since it's followed by an E, it's not hard like a k, -k, -k. It goes soft. And the softness of a C in Latin can be ch or even ts, ts. But usually we give it the ch. Um, so, sanctificeter, nomen tuum. There's that word tuum. Notice the vowels don't get blended like you might expect in English. You say both vowels. And since the accent goes on the second to last syllable, almost always in Latin, it's tuum. So, the first U is a long one, and the second U is a short one. Tuum. Okay, so, sanctificeter, nomen tuum. Sanctificetur is passive, so you can see the word sanctify, sanctify, 
right there. So sanctified, made holy. And you can see the two words there. Sanctus means holy and facio, that F-I-C root there means to make, to make holy. So literally, make holy, to be made holy, nomen tuum, name yours, name yours. So literally, your name be made holy. Or as we say in, in an older form of English, hallowed be thy name. Literally, in order, it would be, be made holy name yours, in the Latin. Third line, adveniat regnum tuum. Now, in this first word, you can see the basis for our English word, Advent. Before Christmas, every year, we have the season of Advent, and it celebrates the coming of our Lord Jesus. Ad means to, venio is the Latin word, come. So, in the I-A-T, is saying, let it be. So, and then regnum tuum, you can see here, we get the English word regal. This is kingdom. And we have that G-N. Remember in the previous unit, we learned that when there's a G-N there, in classical Latin, you would say regnum. But in ecclesiastical church Latin, it turns into that onion sound. So you would say regnum. Regnum. The D, I mean, the G is kind of barely back there in the in the back of your throat. Regnum. And depending on, you know, certain people or whether you're French, uh, it'll come out a little bit different. I think on me, the G is probably is there more. So I, I, I need to listen to what I say, but I probably say regnum. And my G is, it's, there's a little bit of a guttural stop back there. So regnum to them. And that means... Uh, let to come kingdom yours, in that order, or thy kingdom come. In, in English, we actually reverse the entire phrase there. We say thy, which is tuum, kingdom, regnum, and then adveniat. Fourth line, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Fiat means let it be. Literally, if you were going to pray the, the Angelus or you're going to look at Luke's gospel, our, our lady says, fiat, let it be. So let it be voluntas tua. Here we get the word, English word voluntary, which means you do something by your own free will. Voluntary means you will it. So, and tua means yours. Notice that before tuum ended in a U-M, that's neuter. Here it ends in an A because voluntas is a feminine word. In Latin, we have masculine, feminine, and neuter. So literally here, fiat voluntas tua, let it be will yours. Or we would say in English, thy will be done. Sicut in cello et in terra. Sicut means just as or as. In cello. There's the A-E sound. Those two vowels push together and make the A-Y sound A. So just as in heaven, and here et means an, and it can also mean even, but and. Just as in heaven and in earth. Terra. 
like terrain in English is the earth. And, in, and also in uh, English, we have celestial, that's heavenly. So you can see chelo is celestial, terra is like terrain. So putting the whole thing together, fiat voluntas tua sicut in cello et in terra. Thy will be done just as in heaven and so on earth is the Latin. The next line, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie. Panem means bread. Like there's a restaurant here in America, Panera. They sell bread. It's a bread sandwich place. Uh, same in a lot of Latinate languages like Spanish. Um, you have pan, bread. Panem nostrum, uh, our bread, literally bread ours. Quotidianum. Oh, that's a mouthful. You have to practice that a little bit. Um, in English, we say, you know, I want to, you know, I want to get um, my house painted. I need to get a quote on that. A quote means you want to find out how much it's going to cost, right? You get a quote. So here we're breaking down this word. The first part of the word is quote. That means how much, how many. And then the next word is, that's quote. And then the next part is dianum. And this is related to the word, like in, just like in Spanish, like dies, day. So the Latin word really is how many day, daily. So it's as often as daily is how you would translate this word. I mean, daily is, is good enough, but you can see in Latin how it's a little bit uh, uh, a combination of two ideas, quotidianum. So give us this day our daily bread, our as often as a day bread. And then da is an imperative. It's a commandment to give, like give her the ball, da. Da nobis, this is a dative. It's to us, give to us, odie. Now, this means daily. Uh, it's actually originally hulk, which means this and dies, which means day, this day. It means today. Now, a lot of people on the H in Latin, um, most people leave it as silent. They do a silent H. But there is a reason that the H is there. And I know in ecclesiastical Latin, it's all but gone. But I think it should be a little bit there. People disagree with me. Uh, you can just omit it. But I actually try to put a little, not like a strong ha, but a little something there, like hodie. Probably, maybe you can't even hear it on the microphone here, but hodie. Or you say odie. Whatever, it's fine, okay? I think probably it has to do with, you know, depending on whether that H is slightly there or not, depending on your native language and how you handle H's. Now, the next line is, et dimite nobis debita nostra, so we'll cut this one in half here. Et dimite. And dimite here is, again, an imperative. It means dismiss. This is where we get the word dismiss. And dismiss, nobis, to us, debita nostra, debts ours. So literally, and dismiss to us, 
our debts. Sikut, there's that word again. It means just as, as, like, as, et, and, or even, as even, nos dimitimus, as we dismiss debitoribus nostris, as we dismiss our debtors. So the idea here comes into our English as, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The idea in an older English idiom, trespass, uh, is to take away sin against, in debt, etc. And then the final line. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Not amen. We already covered that. Amen. Long A. And ne nos inducas. Now, this is kind of controversial because people want to change the Our Father. They want to change this last line because they think there's theological error in saying, implying, maybe, that God would actually lead us into temptation. So there's all these ideas of changing the Our Father. But this Latin that you see right before you mirrors perfectly the Greek that we have from the gospel. Okay, so let's look at it in Latin, and we'll see that there's no theological error here whatsoever, including there's no theological error in the English translation. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem. So, and... Now, ne means not, and inducas is you induce. Ducas here means lead, and in means in, so lead into. And lead uh, nos, us, and lead us not into temptation, and lead us not into temptation. All right, now this is... We're not saying that God would say, hey, let's get everybody tempted. But we do know that in his permissive will, he allows temptations to fall upon us. This happened to Christ our Lord in the desert. He was allowed by God to be tempted three times by the devil. This is asking for mercy and saying, let us not be led into temptation. It's never the idea that God would tempt us. That's completely against the scriptures and Catholic theology, God does not tempt humans to sin. So I think you can see the difference there. Sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Sed means but. Libera is where we get the word liberation from. It means to free, to liberate. Nos amalo. Amen. And liberate us. A from malo. Literally means the evil. It could mean the evil one. In fact, in the Greek, it is the evil one specified. In Latin, it just says, and from evil. It could be the evil or evil. This could mean, this could be denoting the devil here. It's not exactly clear in the Latin. It's more clear in the Greek. But liberate us from evil. Amen. So there it is. That's the Our Father. I will recite it one more time. So you can listen to it. And then in our next lesson, we'll move on to the Ave Maria. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in celis, sanctificeter nomen tuum.
adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panum nostrum, quotidianum da nobis odie, et demite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, well, there it is, the Our Father, the Pater Noster. It may be helpful to rewind at certain points and maybe review it, but there's the Our Father. And in the video to come, we'll focus on the next prayer in the Rosary, so you can pray the whole Rosary in Latin, and that will be the Hail Mary, the Ave Maria, which is a very easy Latin prayer to learn. Usually kids, even four or five years of age, can pick up the Ave Maria. So that'll be our next lesson. Thanks very much for being a member of the New St. Thomas Institute, and we'll see you in our lessons to come. God bless.